Shibula New Life Ministries presents Bishop Tudor Bismarck. Bishop Bismarck is an apostolic voice to the nations with a clear message. Building God's kingdom and empowering God's people. Today's teaching will unlock some kingdom principles that will give you access to the life God originally designed for you to live. You will be challenged to possess the promises of God for your life. And now... Please join Bishop Bismarck for this dynamic message. All right, we've got a little bit of work to do this evening. We're going to preach to you on the subject, generational blessing. Generational blessing. We're going to put some power in the heavens. Uh, I really sense a very strong prophetic vein. You know, if we didn't have to preach tonight, we'd work prophetically. But I, I sense we're going to do both. I just, I sense... Both is going to happen, and uh, for those of you that are watching uh, via the internet, we welcome you. God bless you. I want you to receive tonight. Amen. Amen. Let's applaud them as uh, we welcome our internet uh, viewers this evening. I saw uh, something the other day. I can't remember really where, but in the middle of the message, if you hear something that you really like, just get up, turn around, and sit down again, all right? Let's go to Psalm 127, verse 1. Amen. Psalm 127, verse 1. Proverbs 10, verse 22. And Matthew 1, verse 1. Oh, I love that. Everyone say generational blessing. Say generational blessing. Say it with some cracker barrel. chapter number 1, starting from verse 1. Matthew 1, verse 1. Matthew 1, verse 1 is very incredible. This is what he's saying. This is what Matthew is saying. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ. Notice that. He doesn't say the book of the generations, which would be talking about his past, He's talking about the generation that Jesus lived in. Matthew's saying, this book is recording the generation that Jesus lived in. Comma. The son of David, the son of Abraham. Then he begins to tie up why Jesus was successful to his generation because he was tied generationally to David 
and Abraham. I want you to notice that. Everyone say generational blessing. Say that again. Jesus said, what shall I liken this generation to? He said, this generation is like. Jesus said, the children of light in their generation are not as wise as the children of this world. So then we are dealing with specific generations. And there is a very dramatic generational blessing that God is releasing in the earth. We're now in 2 Samuel chapter number 7, which becomes the premise of our exegetical presentation. 2 Samuel 7 verse 1. 2 Samuel 7 verse 1. And it came to pass when the king sat in his house, and the Lord had given David rest round about from all his enemies, I declare to you, you will have peace from all your enemies. That the king said to Nathan the prophet, See now I dwell in the house of Cedar, but the ark dwells, the ark of God dwells within curtains. And Nathan said to the king, Go and do all that is in your heart, for the Lord is with you. It came to pass that, that night that the word of the Lord came to Nathan, saying, you go and tell David, my servant, the Lord says, will you build me a house to dwell in? He says, I have not dwelt in any house since the time I was brought out of uh, the children of Israel out of Egypt, even unto this day, but I have walked and dwelt in a tent and in a tabernacle. Verse number nine. Let's skip and go to verse nine. And as I was, as I was, and I was, rather, with you wherever you went, and have cut off all your enemies out of your sight. I declare that God will cut off all your enemies out of your sight. And have made you a great name. I declare your name shall be great. Like unto the name of the great men that are in this earth, I declare your name shall be great. I declare that your name will be great as great men from this entire region. For great men that God has raised up historically, even in this region, I declare your name shall be great. Moreover, I will appoint a place for the people, my people Israel, and I will plant them. I declare that God will plant you. I declare that you will not be a nomad. I, de I declare that you will not have the spirit of migratorianism upon your life. That you will be planted and you will be successful. It's a night of apostolic declaration. You ought to receive it. And they may dwell in a place of their own. I declare you will have a place of your own. You will have your own home. Your own house. Amen. Hallelujah. I declare you will have your own house. I declare you will have your own property. I declare you will not rent as a businesswoman, as a businessman. You will have your own business. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And you will move no more. I ain't moving. Amen. The devil is a liar. So is his mother-in-law. I'm not moving. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict your children. Amen. They shall not afflict your children as they did in the past. Your children are not going to be weak-minded. 
Oh, Jesus, help me here. I declare that my sons will not marry weak women. That my sons are going to be strong. Amen. Oh, I feel a marriage anointing in this room. Verse 11. And since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel and have caused you to rest from all your enemies, I declare we have rest from all our enemies. Also the Lord tells you that I will make you a house. David said, I want to build a house for God. God said, I'm going to do all these things for you. I'm going to make you a house. And when your days are fulfilled and you sleep with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you. Ah, which shall proceed out of you, I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for me, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. And, verse 16 now, verse 16, And your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your house and your kingdom, watch now, verse number uh, 16, and your throne, so it's the throne, the house, the kingdom, shall be established forever. I declare your throne, your house, and your kingdom shall be established forever. Your name shall be great in the earth. Oh. According to all these words and according to all this vision did Nathan speak unto David. There's a generational blessing in this house. There's a generational blessing in this room. I declare it mightily in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible says in Genesis chapter number 8 verse 22, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. So what he's saying here that even though there are seasons in our lives, good seasons and bad seasons, night times and day times, uh, summer and winter, sowing and reaping seasons, that even though they remain in the earth, God said to Noah in the next chapter, chapter 9, he says, I'm declaring upon your life that you will be fruitful in all the earth. I'm declaring that you will be fruitful, that you will multiply, that you will increase. I declare fruitfulness in this room. We take absolute authority over the spirit of barrenness. We take authority over the spirit of lack. Um, I'm feeling a very strong anointing here, strong authority. We take absolute authority over the spirit of lack. What the enemy has stolen from you, what he has meant for evil, God is going to reverse and make it good. It is well tonight. It is well with your soul. It's a season of blessing and harvest. It's a season of return, a season of anointing. It doesn't matter what's happening in the atmosphere with the demonic rain, but I'm declaring that God is rising to show himself strong. Deuteronomy chapter number 7, verse 9. Deuteronomy 7, verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God. And he keeps covenants and he shows mercy with them that love him to keep his commandments to a thousand generations. If you love the Lord, he's going to keep covenant with you. And he's going to bless you. He's going to bless your children. He's going to bless your children's children. 
And if the devil wants to mess with your hair, he's going to bless you to a thousand generations. You'll be long dead and gone, and your children are still going to be blessed in the earth. David just said, he just said, I want to build a house for God. And God said, tell David, I'm going to build him a house. Tell David, I will establish his throne. Tell David, I will establish his house. Tell David, I will establish his kingdom forever. All David did was say, I want to build a house for God. David didn't give an offering at that time. David didn't even offer a prayer. David never shed a tear. And if in this service, if in your life, you have given one penny, you will have given more than David gave that night. If you've given one dollar, if you spent five minutes in prayer, you will have prayed more than David prayed that night. All David said, just relaxing by the fireplace, he just said, I want to build a house for God. I'm living in a really nice, comfortable place. I think we should build a house for God. Look at my house. Look at my living room. Look at my fireplace. Look how I've been served. And he said, God's in a tent uh, on Mount Zion. And Nathan said, that's a great idea. You go and do everything that in, is in your heart to do. And that night, God spoke to Nathan and said, God absolutely went ballistic out of David's desire and request to build a house. And God said, you tell Super Dave, I'm going to build him a house. You tell Super Dave, I'm going to anoint him, I'm going to build him a house, I'm going to make his children strong. David didn't even give an offering, but God said, I'm going to bless his children. I'm going to bless his grandchildren. I'm going to anoint them mightily in the earth. I'm going to release a generational blessing where I'm going to establish his name. I'm going to establish his throne. I will establish his house. I'm going to establish his kingdom. And the devil and his mother-in-law won't be able to do anything about it. To a thousand generations, amen, to a thousand generations, like let's build a case, Proverbs, uh, Psalms 37 verse 25, Psalm 37 25, this is God blessing David, this is what David says about the righteous, I've been young, now I'm old, yet, everyone say yet, yet, yet all my days I have never seen the righteous forsaken neither have I seen seen his kids in a welfare line oh. I'm not a beggar my children are not beggars I'm not begging for any business opportunities I'm not begging for any contracts I'm not begging for any land because I'm not a beggar God has not made me a beggar I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord and my children are not begging either my children are not begging for a single thing. I am old now, David said. I used to be a young man, but I'm not a beggar. My children are blessed. My children are elevated. Devil, if you're having a hard time with me, wait until you see my youngins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in verse 26 of Psalm 37, He is ever merciful, and he lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Amen. In other words, you have great compassion and you always lend. That means you have substance to lend. I declare you are a woman and a man of substance. That you have so much, you will, you will even lend to those relatives that you don't even think you should have. And he seed, say, my children are blessed. Come on, put your hand right here, say, my children are blessed. 
Amen. The Bible says in chapter number 16 of the book of Luke, verse 11, he says that if you have not been faithful with mammon, unrighteous mammon, who will entrust to you true riches? True riches is when you can have stuff that money can't buy. Your children will be blessed. Money can't buy that. Money can't buy your children serving the Lord all the days of their life. Money can't buy a good marriage for your daughter. You had a, you had a terrible life, but God's going to bless your daughter. God's going to make sure that your kids come out of minimum wage. Oh, yeah. And put them in a place of blessing. I declare your children are blessed in everything they do. I have true riches because my boys will be blessed. Property owners, owners of banks, politicians, company owners, they'll travel first class around the world. I feel the power of God in this place. Let's go to Psalm 25. Psalm 25, verse 12. Psalm 25, verse 12. I declare your children are property owners. What man is he that fears the Lord? In other words, show me a man that fears the Lord. Everyone say generational blessing. Show me a man that fears the Lord. Him, God says, I will teach him in the way that he will choose. In other words, if there's a man that fears God, God says, in any way that you choose, I'm going to teach you that way. So if you fear the Lord and you choose to be a preacher, God's going to teach you how to be a preacher. If you fear the Lord and you want to be a banker, God's going to teach you how to be a banker. Amen. If you uh, fear the Lord and you want to be a candlestick maker, God's going to teach you how to make all kinds of candles with all kinds of fragrances. Amen. If you fear the Lord and all you want to be is a housewife, God's going to teach you how to be a great housewife. Can I preach to somebody here? Show me someone that fears the Lord. I'm going to show you somebody that God is going to teach in all his ways. The steps of a good man are order of the Lord. Psalm 119 verse 134. If you fear the Lord, he will direct your steps. He will lead you in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. But watch what the next verse says in Psalm 25 verse number uh, 13. His soul shall dwell at ease. If you fear the Lord, your soul, you'll be in an easy place. It won't be difficult for you to walk in blessing. You won't have the kind of struggle that others have to have. Struggle to get the struggle to get there. Struggle to arrive. Because God says your soul will be at ease. And his seed shall inherit the earth. Oh, yes. Your children will be property owners. That piece of property on Interstate 95 and Exit 30A, that vacant lot, that has your children's name on it. It's not going to any developer, any heathen person, because the Bible is clear that when you serve the Lord and you fear the Lord, God promises that your children shall inherit the earth. There's a piece of land for your kids somewhere. There's some real estate for your baby somewhere. My children are property owners. My children want not to live in rented apartments. My children want not live in borrowed space. All David did was say, I want to build a house for God. And God said, I'm going to bless your children. I'm going to give them houses they never built. I'm going to give them wells they didn't dig. I'm going to give them vineyards they never planted. Shout, I receive. Amen. This is a great place for single people who are not married that don't have children. This is a great place for you to receive and confess it and believe it. Psalm 69, verse 35. Psalm 69, verse 35. For God will save Zion. Zion is the place of the presence of the Lord. Zion is church. Zion is church. 
God says, I will save the church. I will build the cities of Judah, which is praise, dimensions of praise, that they may dwell there and have it in possession. Watch what he says. The seed also of his servants shall inherit it. What's it? Zion and Judah. And they that love his name shall dwell therein. So what God is saying that your children will inherit revelation, which is Zion, and they will inherit praise, which is Judah. So in other words, if you serve the Lord, your children will always be on the cutting edge of revelation knowledge and always be on the cutting edge of praise and worship. Amen. You may have started with Andre Crouch, but you'll be able to relate to Ty Tribbett. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Help me, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 112, verse 1. Psalm 112, verse 1. A generational blessing will come upon your children. They will have the power of influence and possession. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. Oh, yes. He's saying here that if you fear the Lord, if you have a generational blessing upon your life on this magnitude, he says your seed shall be mighty on the earth. I declare your children will be mighty. Amen. If our boys are going to be digging ditches, if our boys dig ditches, it's going to be an oil pipeline from Anwar, Alaska <laughs> to Houston, Texas, from Iraq to Zimbabwe. And someone's going to pay big money for my boys to be digging ditches. The only streets my kids are sweeping are streets of gold. Someone ought to say amen. He says, wealth and riches shall be in your house. And he says, your children shall be mighty in the earth. Everything they endeavor to do in any market, in any economy, in any city, in any nation, under any duress, your children will always come to the top. They might be at the bottom of school right now, but if you gave a dollar, if you gave more than David gave that night, if you prayed the prayer, God is committed to taking your children from a kid that's maybe in a C level and start putting them into a an A level. I command the blessing of the Lord. I command your kids shifting in their educational stream. I command your neighborhood altering. I command scholarships coming for your kids way in advance. Because God gave a promise that your children shall be mighty in the earth. I declare scholarships, sports scholarships, and academic scholarships, and open doors, and favor. I declare favor, 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 favor upon your children. Favor upon your grandchildren. Favor upon your future. Your children shall be mighty in the earth. They will not be removed from the society. The earth will not vomit them out. David said, my blessing is coming upon my children and my children's children. Shout generational blessing. Say that again. Watch this. Isaiah 44 verse 3. Walk with me. Isaiah 44 verse 3. Isaiah 44, verse 3. Who has the new iPhone? What's it called? The 3G? 
What was the one before that? The one before this latest iPhone. It was the first generation. The second generation, which is a thinner, but it's a quicker model, is another generation. In other words, as we progress generationally, what comes out in the next generation has a bigger engine. It's smaller as it may seem, but it's got a bigger engine. It's hard drive and its performance works a lot quicker. Your generation was dial-up internet, but the next generation is going to be a wireless, high-speed generation. Are you listening to me? Your children will not be equal to you. The works that you do, they shall do also, and greater works than they, these shall ye do. Oh. Isaiah 44 verse 3, I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. Say water for the thirsty. Say floods upon dry ground. If your ground is dry, if your church is dry, if your business is dry, baby, there's a flood coming. I will pour my spirit, watch this, I will pour my spirit upon your children and my blessing upon your offspring. Oh, yes. The famine is over, the drought is ended, the drought is totally ended, and as it begins to end, God promises He's going to pour His Spirit on our children. And He promises that He's going to pour His blessing on our offspring. I declare your children are anointed. Yeah, you think you're anointed? Wait until you see your kids. Your kids are anointed. And they shall spring up as among the grass and willows by the courses of the water. Let's go to Isaiah 59 verse 20. Isaiah 59 verse 20, the Redeemer shall come from Zion, and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, says the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit shall be upon you, and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor will my words depart from the mouth of your children, nor out of the mouth of your children's children, <laughs> says the Lord. In other words, if God's put a good word in your mouth, He's going to take that word and make sure it stays in your mouth. But He's going to take that word and put it in the mouth of your children. And then He's going to take that word in your children's mouth and put it upon your grandchildren's mouth. Which means that your children will speak greater things than you have spoken. But your grandchildren are going to be even mightier upon the earth. Devil, if you're having a problem with my vocab, wait until you hear the diction of my kids and my kids' kids. Shout generational blessing. All David said was, I want to build a house for God, and God went absolutely and totally ballistic. So now let's build the case. Let's go to chapter number 11 of 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter number 11. Thank you, man of God. Thank you. Amen. Amen. He's got a generational blessing. Amen. He's fast. Hallelujah. Remember God's promise. He said, your children will always be blessed. Your children will never depart from the blessing of the Lord. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter number 11, starting from verse 3. 1 Kings 11, verse 3. Solomon had 700 wives, 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. Let's go to verse 9. Chapter 11, verse 9. And the Lord was angry with Solomon 
Because his heart was turned away from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared to him twice, as he had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods, but he did not keep what the Lord had commanded. Therefore the Lord said to Solomon, For as much as you have done this, and you have not kept my covenant, and you have not observed my statutes which I have commanded you, I will surely take the kingdom away from you and give it to your servant. Notwithstanding, I will not do it in your days. Because of my servant David, your father's sake, I will not remove the kingdom from you. I will not take it out of your hand. I will do it in another generation. Verse number 13. How be it? I will not rent away all the kingdom, but I will give it to one of the tribes, another tribe, for David, my servant's sake. So this is 56 years after David said one night, I want to build a house for God. Solomon, 700 wives, 300 concubines, became very, very wicked, brought all kinds of uh, idol worship into the kingdom. And the Bible says the Lord was angry with Solomon. Solomon should have been judged. Remember what happened to Moses when Moses smote the, ark, uh, the, the rock? God said, you're not going to the promised land. Moses' seed never inherited the promised land. There was no piece of land attributed in the scripture to any of Moses' kids because of what Moses did. All David did was say, I want to build a house for God, and God went absolutely crazy. Even after David had committed sin, after David had had this affair with Bathsheba, God still remembered his promise. Fifty-six years later, when Solomon is a very bad man, he's very, very naughty, and he should have got more than a spanking, God said, I, I'm taking the kingdom away from you. Then God remembered, I made a generational blessing promise to David that I will never take away his kingdom, I will not destroy his name, I will not take away his throne. And God did, said to Solomon, he said, Solly, I'm not doing it in your day for one reason for David's sake if you gave a dollar in an offering if you committed your life to the Lord and you prayed a prayer there's a generational blessing certain over your head God will bless your children and your children's children let's go now to 1st Kings chapter number 11 1st Kings 11 starting from verse 3-0, verse 30. 1 Kings 11, verse 30. And Ahijah caught the new garment that was on him and rent it in 12 pieces. That's the prophet. He rent it in 12 pieces and said to Jeroboam, Take 10 pieces, says the Lord, because the kingdom, I will rend the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon and give you 10 tribes. But, verse 32, but he shall have one tribe for David's sake. For David's sake. So here the kingdom of Israel, the nation of Israel, is being split down the middle. God would not allow the kingdom to be totally taken away. Because he made a promise to David. I will not allow your name to be taken out. I will not allow your name to be disgraced. And I will not allow your throne to be destroyed. Let's go now to 1 Kings 15 verse 1. 1 Kings 15 verse 1. Let me build my case. In the 18th year of King Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, the son of Nebat named Abijam over Judah. That's the kingdom in the south. Three years he reigned in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Makkah. 
he walked in all the sins of his father, which had done before him. And his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as David was his, as was David his father. Verse 4. Nevertheless, for David's sake, the Lord did, uh, the Lord did say to him, I will give him a lamp in Jerusalem to set up his son after him and to establish him in Jerusalem. Because David did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Here's a man, 86 years after David is dead and gone. He was evil in the sight of the Lord. He did wicked things. He introduced all kinds of idolatry in the land. But God would not remove him from being king. For one reason, for David's sake. He said, I'm going to keep a lamp to David's name. If you pray the prayer, you prayed more than David prayed that night. If you've given at least one dollar in an offering, you have given more than David gave that night. And look what God did for David, even though his seed was wicked. God said, I'm not going to touch this boy because I made a promise to David. Shout generational blessing. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter number 8. 2 Kings 8, verse 16. This is 156 years down the road. In the fifth year of Joram, the son of Ahab, Jehoshaphat being king of Judah, Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, king over Judah, began to reign. He was 32. Verse 18. He walked in the ways of the kings of Israel, which is Ahab, who married a witch Jezebel. Verse number 18, the last part of that verse. He did evil in the sight of the Lord. Verse 19. Yet the Lord would not destroy Judah for David his servant's sake, as he promised him to give him always a light and to his children. This man did evil in the sight of the Lord. Verse 19. Yet the Lord would not destroy the nation for David's sake. All David did was say, I want to build a house for God. And God went crazy. And David's great, 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 great grandkid was going absolutely ballistic. He was doing evil. And God would not remove him because he made a promise. If you've given one dollar in the building program anywhere, if you've been in a prayer meeting, Sean, and you prayed for revival in any place, you will have done more than David did. And if God blessed David in that kind of a way, imagine what God is fixing to do for you and your children and your children's children. Tell someone there's a generational blessing on your life. Yes, there's a generational blessing on my life. Let's go to Second Kings chapter 19. 2 Kings chapter 19, starting from verse 32. This is 303 years after David is dead and gone. This is in the life of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was a righteous king. And Sennacherib, the Assyrian, came with these mighty forces against the, the, the city of Jerusalem. And the Lord said to Isaiah, after they laid the letter before the Lord and said, look at their threat. This is what the Lord said in verse 32 of chapter 19, 2 Kings. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, He shall not come into the city, nor will he shoot an arrow in the city, nor will he come before it with a shield. He will not build a moat around it, a bank against it. The same way this devil came is the same way he shall return. 
He will not come into the city, says the Lord. For I will defend the city and save it for my sake and for David, my servant's sake. This is 300 years later. This is three centuries later. God never forgets his promise. Hezekiah was a great king. And the king of Assyria came against him. They had already started stripping the temple. They had taken the gold off the walls. And Sennacherib said and came, we taking over the entire place. Sent him a letter and said, we taking over this nation. And he took the letter and he threw it before the Lord and began to weep and call on the name of the Lord. The Lord spoke and said, get up. There's a promise that you may not realize and know. God said, I made a promise to your great, great, great grandpappy way back then. When all he said, I want to build a house for God. And I promised him I'm going to release a blessing where the children will be blessed. Their children's children will be blessed. Where the word will not depart from their mouth. Where there will be anointing upon their life. I made a promise to your great, great, great granddaddy that there will be an anointing upon his life that is second to none. And you tell this devil that's coming against you like a flood. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. The righteous run into the name of the Lord and he's safe. When this devil comes against you, you tell this devil I have spoken a word. I will tell that devil you won't shoot an arrow against the city. You won't build a siege against the city. In fact, you tell this devil the same way he came is the same way he's going back. No weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. What the devil has come against you as a siege, God said, I will defend the city for my sake. But wait a minute, I'm going to do it for David's sake. Because Hezekiah, you may not know this and you may not realize it. There's a generation of blessing upon your life. There's many of you in this room, you've had a... God bless you, everybody. Thank you so much uh, for being here. Um, we will continue this message immediately after my live broadcast on TikTok. I will have to get ready for the live chat service on TikTok. So this broadcast is going to continue. It is going to be amazing. Just make sure that you come and listen to Generational Blessing. I will start from the beginning so that you can get it. So we are going to play this again at 6 p.m. At 3 p.m., I'm going to be on TikTok. And um, it is going to be fire, fire, prophetic and um, miracle service. And make sure that you are there. It's not going to be a very, very long service. I'm just there to minister the word of God. Everybody come and deliver your support to the platform. And your life will never be the same. Amen. Um, the time is at 3 p.m. Ghana time. If you are in Ghana, if you are not in Ghana, just check the time zone. And then you know. Uh, moderators, if you can type the name of my TikTok platform, you can go and check. Check it out right now. Jeremiah Prayer Movement International. That is my platform. Now, everybody that is here that wants to talk to me, you can uh, follow me on Telegram. Follow me on Telegram right now. Go to Telegram right now. Search for Pray For Me 1000. Pray For Me 1000. Moderators, type it down. Pray For Me 1000. If you want to also call me directly, you can call me on plus 233-599-2425. Plus 233-599-2425. 
that's my telegram page uh pray for me 1000 just go search it on telegram and follow me right now god richly bless you i love you so much i'll meet you again at 3 p.m that's my phone number just pick that number and then contact me if you want us to talk you need a prophetic direction you want me to talk to you about something that is very important we don't charge to pray for people you give